Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome in to everyone watching or listening live or on demand. This is the Makeshift Manager Podcast. My name is Austin, as you can see. Uh, it's just me tonight. Uh, Devin had some personal stuff uh, come up. So if you call, keep him in your thoughts and prayers tonight. Uh, be much appreciated. Devin, we're thinking about you, brother. Um, so we're just going to kind of get into it. It's going to be a much shorter episode than usual because, you know, I, I can't really bounce with myself. That sounded terrible. This isn't going well. Okay, we're just going to get into it. We're going to start with Thursday Night Football, the Dolphins and the Bengals. Uh, as you can see, the Bengals win 27-15 over the Dolphins, and the Dolphins their first loss of the season. However, that is not the biggest story coming out of here. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa was slammed down to the ground on a sack, hit his head very hard, show obvious signs of head trauma. Uh, it was a big question whether he suffered a concussion against the Bills, whether he should have played. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm actually just a salesman, so um, I don't know if Tua had a concussion on Sunday. I don't know if he should have played on Thursday, but I do know he's not playing next Sunday. Teddy Bridgewater came in. Teddy Bridgewater will play next game as well against the Jets, I believe. Um, all I can say is I hope for Tua's uh, safety and health throughout the rest of the season. I hope he can come back from this strong. Concussions are very serious, very hard to deal with. Um, regardless of what we heard, whether he, you know, he supposedly flew back that night, watched, watched a movie, all the things you're not supposed to do uh, when you have a concussion. Um, but he was released from University of Cincinnati Trauma Center. So I, if doctors are going to release them, then so be it. Um, there's not much really I can say outside of that. It, it it's it's just flat out not my job. So. T. Higgins had a big game, though, seven catches, 124 yards, um, and a touchdown. So T. Higgins led up the secondary. Joe Burrow, 287 for two touchdowns. The Bengals have put themselves back in a good position at 2-2 two and two as their division is kind of faltering a little bit. The Ravens haven't taken off like we suspected. The Steelers aren't very good, and the Browns have Jacoby Brissett for 13 weeks. So... There you go. Uh, the Bengals are right where they needed to be. Obviously, they sh probably didn't want to lose to the Steelers or the Cowboys, Cooper Rush for that matter. But 2-2 two and two is the best case scenario after starting 0-2 and, and hasn't been uh, too great for them early in the season. But they have a big game against the Ravens where they can firmly take control back of the AFC East, which we'll get to later on. The AFC North, not the AFC East. I lied. Uh, we'll go to the London game. We got the Vikings beating the Saints 28-25. A solid game for Kirk Cousins to bring back all the people who were disappointed in Justin Jefferson last week. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 10 catches, 147 yards, including a rushing touchdown. Kirk threw a pick that kind of changed the momentum, but the Saints were beat up. Alvin Kamara was held out. Jameis Winston was held out. Michael Thomas was held out. Uh, Mark Ingram even got hurt, so that backfield, that smorgasbord of Latavius Murray, Mark Ingram, Taysom Hill, obviously didn't go too well. Um, so the Vikings tried to make it a best. It got a little spooky there at the end with them exchanging field goals and then the double doink by Will Lutz. Things just can't seem to go the Saints way right now. Hopefully they can bounce back. They really need health on their side. They really need Jameis Winston back. Andy Dalton isn't the worst backup quarterback in the world, but Andy Dalton hasn't been Cincinnati Andy Dalton in a really long time he's been a backup to Dallas now he was back up to the Saints he just doesn't really have it anymore Olave had a good game got his first touchdown uh so congratulations to him hopefully he can get one on U.S. so we don't have a Kyle Pitts uh thing all over again 
But the Vikings are back at they're up at three and one. They're right there with the Packers. They have a a game they can win next week, and they're trying to stay right there in the a, the NFC North. I can't even get my divisions right apparently today. But the Vikings are looking good after suffering a tough loss to kick off their year. So we'll see how it goes there for Kirk Cousins. Sorry, they lost in week two to the Eagles. They looked terrible against the Eagles, but they looked okay here against the New Orleans Saints. So they did what they were supposed to do, fly back home and try and get another win. Uh, call it the game of the week if you want. This is the this is the Jared Goff that the Rams wanted all along. Uh, Jared Goff and Geno Smith absolutely went to war with each other. Uh, Rashad Penny as well, 17 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns. Absolutely insane. Geno Smith, 320 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. Jared Goff, 378 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. Jamal Williams filled in for DeAndre Swift nicely, 19 carries, 108 yards and two touchdowns. It was really a back and forth game where really just no defense was alive at all whatsoever. Uh, the Detroit Lions are the highest scoring offense, but now that they ha- they have the worst defense. So, you could say that Dan Campbell is doing his job, kind of. He's fired up the offense, and this offense was without Amon Ross St. Brown this week, and they still looked really, really good. Granted, it is the C- Seattle Seahawks who we expect to be very bad, but at 1-3, Detroit scoring all the points, having trouble scoring last year. They're doing all that they need to do. They scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. They really tried to make a big comeback there at the end, big push, but it just wasn't enough. Tough to be a Lions fan right now just when you thought things were – Turn around a little bit. You're looking very good on paper. You are being competitive in every game against really good teams. Obviously, the record doesn't reflect uh, where you would like to be right now, but I think the Lions are on the up and up. The Seahawks are 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Geno Smith, obviously, is not going to be the quarterback of the future. This team really should just try and get a quarterback in the in the draft. I really don't know how long they can hang on to Geno Smith after this year. Obviously, he's going to be the quarterback moving forward. Um, we'll see how they do next week against the Saints. The Saints defense will be interesting with Marshawn Lattimore covering up DK Metcalf, stuff like that. Um, get a pass rush and stuff like that. So two interesting teams to look at next week. Obviously, we like the Lions a lot, but it's hard to trust them. Now we know that they can't hold a lead. It'll be very interesting. Um, the Jets and the Steelers, Zach Wilson's first game back, not too bad, but the Probably the bigger story here is the quarterback situation for the Steelers. Mitch Trubisky continued to struggle, 7 for 13, 84 yards and a pick. So through four games, just three and a half, really. It just wasn't there for uh, uh, Mitch Trubisky, and they went to Kenny Pickett. What did Kenny Pickett do? He went 10 for 13, 121 yards. Not a single pass Kenny Pickett threw hit the ground, but he threw three picks. Shout out to Kenny Pickett for airing it out, but you can't be throwing picks like that early, brother. He did get a rushing touchdown, so shout out to Kenny Pickett for getting – he got two rushing touchdowns. Malire, he got two. So shout out to Kenny Pickett for getting some TDs, but it just wasn't enough against the Jets. The Jets looked okay. Zach Wilson, 252, a touchdown, two picks, but he went 18 for 36. Um, Brees Hall, 17 carries, 66 yards and a touchdown. He's starting to stand out a little bit with Michael Carter only getting nine carries for 15 yards. Corey Davis, a decent day, five catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. I like this receiving core of the Jets a lot. I like Zach Wilson. I'll continue to give him chances as long as they're winning right now. Um, they are two and two. I think that's kind of a little better than we expected. Maybe some people had him at one and three. Maybe some people had him at 0 and four. We don't really know, but they're improving. 
Uh, Robert Sala's got receipts. He's checking them twice. He's not Santa Claus, but I like the Jets right now where they are. As for the Steelers, it, it's probably going to be Mike Tomlin's first losing season, most likely in his career. Uh, an awesome NFL record to have for Mike Tomlin, but there's just not a whole lot going here without TJ Watt. The pass rush just isn't there. Uh, not getting pressure on quarterbacks is huge. I'm a Cowboys fan. I know uh, Aaron Rodgers did it to us for years. And you're just going to throw a Kenny Pickett out there for the next 10, 15, 10, 12 games, however many games are left already. 15, 4, 13, 13 games left. I think Kenny Pickett should start all 13. Obviously, you see that Mr. Trubisky is not the answer. Yeah, you signed him to a two-year deal. Oh, well, but it's time to throw Kenny Pickett out there. One of these teams had to be 3-1. and one. one of them. It's the New York Giants. The New York football Giants are now 3-1 and one as they defeat the Bears 20-12. to 12. For me out of here, it's Justin Fields. Uh, he was pressured a lot, but if you look at some of the stats, he had a clean pocket 51% of the time, and you could probably take a couple screenshots from that game, and he just missed uh, some guys who were wide open. They had a chance to win this game, I think, for sure, but Justin Fields' downfield vision obviously hasn't developed very well yet. Obviously, he's thrown the ball 22 times this last game, so that's probably the most he's thrown all season. I've gone up in arms about how he hasn't been able to throw the ball more often, so I think he should just be allowed to throw the ball more. Uh, Khalil Herbert, 19 carries, 77 yards, did what he kind of tried to do. Obviously, it wasn't last week. Everyone picked him up on the waiver wire and expected a big week. That didn't happen. But Khalil Herbert filled in okay for David Montgomery. Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor had had to go in and out as they were hurt. But Saquon Barkley, 31 carries, 146 yards. That's our dude. Saquon's back. He's having a great year. He deserves it. Is he going to be a giant the whole year? I don't know. He could easily go somewhere else and be a great running back for anybody else. But It'd be hard for me to say that the three and one Giants would get rid, rid, rid of their best playmaker. I don't think they're going to be anywhere close to winning the division. I think once they start playing a little tougher teams, we saw against Dallas that that defense did very well against them, pressured Daniel Jones a lot. Um, I don't see the Giants winning a shit ton of games against over 500 teams, especially when they have to play the Eagles. I don't think they'll look very good there. They could probably beat the Commanders. I don't know if they can beat the Cowboys. Um, but hey, they're three and one right now. That's all that really matters. They're on the up and up. Uh, they'll probably have to address the quarterback situation at some point because I think it's all obvious to us that they do not believe in Daniel Jones. But Saquon Barkley's back, and honestly, that's all that anyone really cares about right now. Titans and the Colts. Titans win a big divisional game 20 to 17. Jonathan Taylor suffered a high ankle sprain, so he's probably not playing on Thursday. He's been a huge disappointment for everyone who drafted them first overall. Right here. Um, 20 carries for 42 yards. Yep, a catch for one yard. Uh, Matt Ryan threw another pick. I'm pretty sure he lost another fumble too. Matt Ryan is being worse than what Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers was. Uh, Six years, six different quarterbacks for the Colts. It's obviously not working. It's not going well for them at all. I don't really know what they do from here. They're one, two, and one. Obviously, they have to compete in this division. They are set to win right now, but the quarterback position has hurt them significantly over the years to not be able to get over that hump. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor had a big, uh, big year last year. They have a good defense, but they are struggling right now. They can't get by the Titans. The Jaguars are on the up and up. They could beat up on the Texans, but they did tie with them to start the year. They got thrashed in Jacksonville. I, I don't know what the Colts do. They're really in a weird spot. Can they still win the division? Sure, they can still win the division. 
but this is a huge game to lose at home. Matt Ryan threw for 356 yards, but it's just when that's not enough, it Derrick Henry went for 22 carries, 114 yards and a touchdown. So the Titans did essentially what they're supposed to do. They controlled the ground game and they controlled the clock. Um, they didn't even win time of possession. Colts had uh, seven, almost eight more minutes of time of possession. They didn't win this game. They had way more passing yards. They had way more total yards. The Colts defense did their job, but they still gave up 24 points. It, it's the turnovers. Colts lost two fumbles and threw a pick. That just can't happen. So I, I really don't know what the Cardinal, uh, the, the Cardinals, the Colts are going to do from here. I don't want to hit the panic button yet because they are still in a good spot to win the division because the Titans are only two and two and because the Jacksonville Jaguars are only two and two, but it's not looking good. The Jaguars are really on the up and up. The Titans are obviously the better team right now. Even if they lose Traylon Burks for a little bit, it's just not a good spot for the Colts fans right now. Chargers win 34, 24. Me and Devin talked about this last week. Um, the Chargers did exactly what they were supposed to do. They got thrashed by the Jaguars last week. They were beat up on injuries. Justin Herbert came back and had a good day. They It got a little spooky there for a second as the Texans tried to make a comeback and they made it close for a second, but then the Chargers kind of pulled away to finish it off. Justin Herbert, 27 for 39, 340 yards, two touchdowns. What else do I have to say? Austin Eckler um got three touchdowns so there you go people who drafted him in the first round I did not I never got the opportunity to but he had a great game and exactly what I think this team needs I think the offense runs through Austin Eckler a lot especially when Keenan Allen's out I think Gerald Everett has been a great tight end upgrade for them from Jared Cook last year Mike Williams obviously hasn't been what everyone thought he was going to be but he had a really good game this time around seven catches for 120 yards um but outside of that you know, you kind of have to run things through Austin Eckler because everyone else kind of below wasn't doing a whole lot. Michael Bandy, two catches for 49 yards. Josh Palmer, whoever thought he was going to break out, one catch for 25 yards. It's Keenan Allen. It's Mike Williams. It's Austin Eckler. And when Austin Eckler wasn't going, this team didn't feel like it was going. So they got a good run game. Granted, he only got 60 yards on the ground, but he got 49 more yards in the air. Austin Eckler, over 100 scrimmage yards, three touchdowns, is exactly where the Chargers want to be. He's a great running back, and they have to continue to use him. But the Texans at 0-3-1, what do you even say? Davis Mills, obviously not the quarterback of the future. They'll probably take a quarterback next draft. Davis Mills, 246, two touchdowns, two picks. Damian Pierce, 14 carries, 131 yards and a touchdown. So that's huge for everyone who drafted him in the fourth or fifth round uh, this year in their fantasy leagues. Um so good, good sight from him. Brandon Cooks on his way to his 1,000-yard season, seven catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. Death taxes, Brandon Cooks, 1,000 receiving yards. You heard it here first. Oh, and T Taysom Hill vulture touchdowns. That's also a new guarantee. Um, kills me every time. Um, but for the Texans, they're probably going to be one of the worst teams this season, to nobody's surprise. Um, get another top three pick and yeah, just move forward with a rebuild, probably with a quarterback next year. Brent, this is wrong. This is wrong. I need to fix that. That's incorrect. It's actually Browns 20, Falcons 23. Falcons beat the Browns 23 to 20. I'm not crazy. I just apparently wasn't paying attention. To me, this game was exactly what you kind of expect when Jacoby Brissett is your quarterback. He's held it down so far pretty well. 
but this is probably his worst game, I believe, to to this year. 234 yards, no touchdowns, a pick. Uh, Nick Chubb, 19 carries, 118 yards and a touchdown. Uh, even Jacoby Brissett ran in for a touchdown, so he got a touchdown there. But we have seen that Amari Cooper has been a solid number one for Jacoby Brissett all year. Amari Cooper's a great route runner, but he was locked down by A.J. Terrell the whole game. The whole time A.J. Terrell, one of the top cornerbacks in the game, locked out Amari Cooper to nobody's surprise whatsoever. Um, but that kind of just shows that Jacoby Brissett doesn't really trust everybody else very well. And Joku got five catches for 73 yards. Donovan Peoples-Jones got five catches for 71 yards. But after that, David Bell, two for 35. Kareem Hunt, two for 19. Harrison Bryant, four for 18. Nick Chubb, two for nine. And Amari Cooper, one for nine. Amari Cooper has been that dude, and he got locked out. So Jacoby had to go somewhere else. He did miss a touchdown easy to Nick Chubb when he was trying to move around a little bit. So that is kind of the lack of awareness that Jacoby Brissett possesses a little bit, obviously, but this is what the Browns got. This is the hand they've been dealt. Luckily the Ravens are also two and two. The Bengals are also two and two. They are in their race. So they just got to stay 500. Maybe it'll, it really depends on how the Bengals and the Ravens do. It's really surprising to see three of those teams at two and two. I really thought one of them would be at least three and one by now, but the race is close, so we'll see what happens there for sure. Um, Cowboys smack the Commanders twenty-five to ten. Uh, look, the Commanders are the worst team in the NFC East right now. Um, you could arguably say that the Giants are, but the Giants are three and one, so I'm going to go by record. Carson Wentz threw forty-two times, twenty-five for forty-two, one hundred and seventy yards, a touchdown, two picks. Um, Jahan Dotson got a touchdown, but he led the team with 43 yards. Antonio Gibson only got 49 yards on the ground. This is the best defense that the Cowboys had in a really long time. I wish, honestly, Tony Romo had this defense. Uh, I don't know if they're Super Bowl contenders with that defense, but maybe we actually win a playoff game with that defense, and Tony Romo actually can actually score 28 points and win a game. Um, but this Cowboy defense has helped out Cooper Rush a ton. Cooper Rush continues his streak 4-0 as a NFL starter for the Cowboys, 15 for 27, 223, two touchdowns. Cooper Rush is your definition of just enough. He does just enough to win the game. If Dak Prescott comes back next week and faces the Rams, Dak Prescott is going to face, you know, a really tough defense in, in the Los Angeles Rams. Dak Prescott might lose that game. And then you're going to look. Is Cooper Rush the number one quarterback? No, he's not. It's a joke. Stop thinking that Cooper Rush is going to be the quarterback one in Dallas. He's not. He does just enough. This game was a little close for a second because the Cowboys have trouble pushing the ball downfield with Cooper Rush. Granted, not having Amari Cooper out there does suck a little bit, and the offensive line is banged up a little bit, but Cooper Rush is not going to blow you away any week. He's not going to throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns and four touchdowns. He's not going to use his legs a ton. He went two for seven on the ground. Cooper Rush has continued to win us games against teams we felt like we shouldn't have beat. Maybe not the Bengals. I was still surprised we beat the Bengals, but I was very confident we could beat the Giants and the Commanders because I feel like we are the second best team in our division next to the Eagles being number one. But if any of you watching this think Cooper Rush is the quarterback of the future, just stop. Just, just stop. Just, just don't even try it. Uh, for the Commanders, 
they're stuck with Carson Wentz. They they have nowhere to go right now. Their defense was supposed to be good last year. It wasn't. It's not being good right now. Carson Wentz will have really good games. He'll have really bad games. He's very inconsistent. This Washington team's not going to go anywhere right now, and they're not going to go anywhere for a while. They probably will get a top 10 pick this year, most likely. They'll be a thorn in the side of some teams, but they're just not a good team right now. They're the worst team in their division. They're just, they can't really get anything going. They're they're just not a consistent football team. I don't know if Ron Rivera keeps his job after this year, if they continue to lose this way. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Maybe fire Jack Del Rio, stop, start there. Maybe who knows? Uh, Speaking of the Eagles, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 29 to 21. This game started out interesting. Jaguars got a pick six. They scored on their next drive, make it 14, nothing against the Eagles. Everyone's thinking, Oh no, Jaguars are going to get the Eagles. The Eagles are frauds. Stop. Just stop. As a Cowboys fan, the Eagles are a very, very good football team right now. Jalen Hurts is killing it right now. Um, Miles Sanders had a great game. Jalen Hurts didn't even have that great of a game, but he was killing it the first three weeks. Jalen Hurts, 204 yards, no touchdowns a pick. But on the ground, he went 16 for 38 and a touchdown. Miles Sanders, 27 carries, 134 yards and two touchdowns. Kenneth Gainwell got a touchdown. This is a very good running football team. And this is a very good defense. They didn't. They only gave up seven points after the first quarter. They held down a good Jacksonville Jaguars team. Jacksonville's banged up a little bit. They didn't have Zay Jones out there. You expect Darius Slade to lock down Christian Kirk, so maybe Zay Jones could have had a good game. Hard to say, but this defense is very good. Very good secondary. Held down a good offense that um, me and Devin are honestly high on. We love Jacksonville. I think they're on the up and up for sure. Being 2-2 two and two right now, I'm... A little surprised. Um, Trevor Lawrence, 174 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. They, they just didn't get a whole lot going after after the first quarter. They only ran 46 plays compared to the Eagles, 77. They only held the ball for 20 minutes and nine seconds. The Eagles almost doubled them up on time of possession. Doubled. I think that's going to win you the game most of the time. For the Eagles, the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Shout out to them. They're playing really good fucking football right now. The Jaguars are also playing good football right now, but they're 2-2. Two and two. They are a rebuilding team. They are a very young team, and I think they will continue to be the thorn on the sides of very good teams. I don't think their record at the end of the season will reflect how good they they would be up to that point, but I think Jacksonville is on the up and up for sure. This game made me sad. Pay Lamar. For one, um, start off really good for the Ravens at home. Really good. They were up 20 to 10 going into halftime, and they didn't score in the second half. The defense came with a game plan in the second half and shut Lamar down. Lamar Jackson, 20 for 29, 144 yards, touchdown, two picks, 11 carries, 73 yards. J.K. Dobbins is back. He had a reception touchdown and a rushing touchdown. So shout out for J.K. Dobbins uh, coming back. But this Bills team is a very damn good team. They came out with the game plan. Um, honestly, the biggest thing for me coming out of this game is when it was tied uh, at 20, I believe. The Ravens were on the 7, on the 5 maybe. Uh, fourth and goal to go, and John Harbaugh decides to go it, and obviously they don't get it. Um, I'm not calling for John Harbaugh's head. I don't think that's realistic. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Um He's had success with the Ravens. I just think he's been too aggressive lately. He was aggressive last year going for two and trying to win games. I don't hate that. 
especially with one of those games being Tyler Huntley and giving the ball back to Green Bay and all this and all that. But in that situation, against the Buffalo Bills, against one of the best teams in the AFC, I believe you should take your points. Now, the Bills got down basically to the end zone and kicked the field goal to end the game. So who's to say that the Bills don't score a touchdown there? But then do the Ravens get the ball back and are able to score a touchdown on their own? There's a lot of questions that would come up if the Ravens were to take the points instead. Obviously, they'd have a different defensive game plan, this and that. Um, But for me, it's kick the three, go up 23-20, and see what the Bills can do. You're supposed to trust your defense to an extent. They've held a very good Buffalo Bills team to 20 points up until that point. And yes, they lost the game, but uh, it's hard to say John Harbaugh lost them this game, but I can just continue to believe that John Harbaugh is starting to get a little too aggressive, a little too deep into the analytics. In in my opinion, you just take the points there. Um, for Josh Allen, I won't leave him out, obviously. 19 for 36, so not the best completion percentage in the world. 213 yards, a touchdown, a pick. 11 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown. He continues to be the best rusher on his team, just kind of like Lamar Jackson is. But Lamar Jackson has J.K. Dobbins back now. Who does Josh Allen have? He has Devin Singletary who went 11 for 49. Now, I know what you're going to say. Dobbins went 13 for 41. Yeah, well, J.K. Dobbins is barely back off of an injury. Devin Singletary is not. They don't trust Devin Singletary to run the ball very well. He got four catches for 47 yards. That's great. But Josh Allen cannot continue to be the leading rusher on this team. I just don't believe that it's feasible. Um, Josh Allen is a big dude, so he can probably continue to take the hits without being injured, it's really hard for me to say. I'm always concerned with that, with running quarterbacks and taking big hits. But Josh Allen has proven to be healthy through his tenure thus far. So I have no room to talk. Um, the Buffalo Bills are now tied with the Dolphins at the top of the division. The Ravens are tuned to tied for their division. Um, kind of where we expected both teams to be at the top of their division. Um, maybe we expected the Bills to be 4-0. Uh, beating maybe beating the Dolphins last week. I didn't expect the Ravens to be two and two right now, um, but here we are. I think these teams are going to be just fine. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Lamar plays going forward. Ravens schedule does get a little bit easier down the line because they were a last place team last year, and the Bills are always going to have a tough schedule um, unless you know they'll probably thrash the Patriots and they'll probably thrash the Jets and. Um, We'll see. We'll see how it goes for these two teams. It'll be interesting to see. Um, Car- Carolina and the Cardinals. Tom <sighs> Murray put it together, so that's good. Um, we were waiting for that a little bit. Two hundred seven yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. He ran for a touchdown. Twelve carries, twenty six yards. Tom Murray had a good game, but Baker Mayfield continues to show that he's just not the quarterback for this team. Neither was Sam Darnold, neither was Kyle Allen, neither was Cam Newton, neither was P.J. Walker, neither was any of these guys that have been thrown out. It's the Colts situation, but a lot worse because this team is bad. Kyle Allen and Cam Newton supported Christian McCaffrey. It was the first good game Christian McCaffrey's had in the air in a long time. He only had eight carries for 27 yards. Granted, on a negative game script, you don't expect him to run the ball much, but McCaffrey got nine receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. And one of the drives where McCaffrey and Moore were exclusively targeted, they went down and scored a touchdown. It's kind of crazy how that works out when you get the ball off your best playmakers. Credit to the defense for locking them out when they could, but Baker's just not it. And I think it needs to start with Matt Rule. I think Matt Rule should be fired. 
Um, the Panthers are one in 26, I believe, in games where their opponent scores 17 points or more. And that's 24 straight losses thrown in there. So that's that's not acceptable. They've been a bad offense for a long time. Granted, I know McCaffrey's been hurt, blah, 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 blah. But this Panthers team is not good. They're not going anywhere right now. It's just, I, I don't know. You have to start with Matt Rule, and I don't think Baker Mayfield's the guy. I think you may be get a quarterback in the draft. That seems like their next move because Baker Mayfield is not going to get you anywhere. It's pretty obvious at this point. He's just not doing it. I mean, I could sit here and say it all day, but Baker Mayfield's not good. Broncos country, let's cry. Raiders pick up their first win. They're one and three. Broncos are two and two. Their offense continues to be a little bit flat. Uh, Russell Wilson, 237 for two touchdowns, ran in for a touchdown. But KJ Hamler led the team with one reception and 55 yards. Jerry Judy got four catches for 53 yards. It's just not, they lost, the Broncos lost time in possession by almost 10 minutes. They ran almost 30 less plays. They punted the ball one more time and they lost a fumble thanks to Melvin Gordon. Um, Prayers out to Javante Williams, who tore his ACL in this game, unfortunately. So he'll be out for this year. So they'll be running out Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone over the next however many weeks. Um, But they paid Russell Wilson a lot of money, and they're not getting a whole lot out right now. And Nathaniel Hackett is just not calling the best plays, not having the best time management. Uh, Derek Carr didn't have a great game either. He threw for 188 yards. Josh Jacobs, though, 28 carries for 144 yards. Two touchdowns. Who know? Who knew we would have to wait till year five for the big breakout of Josh Jacobs? Um, but I felt like the Raiders should have won this game. Um, the Broncos just continue to be flat on offense and not really get anywhere. I don't know when it's going to get fixed. I don't know if it's going to get fixed, especially now with Javante Williams out. They don't trust the ball with Melvin Gordon, considering he fumbles a little too much each time. And I just don't. I don't know where this Broncos team goes. This really seems like an an eight and nine team, maybe nine and eight in the AFC. That's not good enough. In the AFC, you're going to have to win 11 games if you want to be in the playoffs. And they paid Russell Wilson a lot of money not to sit on his couch in January. So for the Broncos, it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, the Packers and the Patriots, a wild game for the Patriots as Mac Wilson, Mac Wilson, Mac Jones got hurt uh, the week prior. So he did not play. Then Brian Hoyer got hurt. Bring in. Bailey Zappi. Shout out to Bailey Zappi for getting in there against that tough Packers defense. Uh, Bailey Zappi went 10 for 15, 99 yards in the touchdown. Fuck it. Let's go. Um, Patriots are one and three. They are not a good football team. They don't have a quarterback. Um, It's not going well for them right now. Their defense played well. They did just enough to keep the Packers in there and make it to overtime, but in the end, it just wasn't enough. I really don't know what they do from here. They don't have the best wide receiver core. I like Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, but they can't rely on the run game too much. They're just not getting a ton out of it. They got 18 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown for Harrison, 14 carries for 66 yards for Stevenson, but that's just not going to win you football games. Neither quarterback threw for over 100 yards. Granted, Brian Hoyer, 5 for 6, 37 yards. But as you can see, they're just really not chucking the ball. They're not getting a ton of yardage out of their completions anyways. So they're just not a big play type of team. And big plays are going to win you games most of the time. Um, I'm a little concerned for the Packers. 
Aaron Jones had a good game, 16 carries um, for 110 yards. Rodgers threw for 251 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Alan Lazard, six catches for 116 yards. So at the breakout game that everyone's been waiting for. Romeo Dobbs, five catches for 47 yards. He got a touchdown. Bob Tanyan got in there for a touchdown. Um, but the Packers team really kind of should have blown this team away, in my opinion. It really shouldn't have been that close of a game. Shout out to Bill Belichick for coaching a good football game like he usually does and keeping his team in it. Um, but I just don't know what to think of the Packers. This win doesn't really um, change my mind about them. Yeah, they're a 3-1 team right now, but I don't really don't know where they go from here. Um, let's see who they play next week. Uh, they play the Giants in London. That's right. So they, they'll probably get a win out of that one too. Um, we'll see what happens when they start playing teams with a winning record. Yes, I know. The Giants have a winning record, but it feels like the Packers really should put a, a beat down on the Giants for sure in London. And then Sunday night football, Chiefs beat the Bucks 41 to 31. Um, Pat Mahomes, what can I say about him? 23 for 37, 249 yards, three touchdowns, a pick. They had a classy play in there, a classy, an interesting play in there as Noah Gray gets the rush in for a touchdown. Um, Clyde Edwards Elair had 19 carries for 92 yards. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco had 11 carries for 63 yards. The team was just firing on all cylinders. Um, and Tom Brady was just playing from behind all night. He threw the ball 52 times, threw for 365 yards and three touchdowns. That wasn't enough. Tom Brady had a great game. The Tampa Bay defense did not. Pat Mahomes felt like he was toying with them all night. Um, it's just another chapter in the book of. Brady and Mahomes, is this the last time we see them play together? Who knows? Brady will retire when he wants to retire, but when he's thrown for 385 yards and three touchdowns, it's hard to say that he's uh, done. Uh, Mike Evans, eight catches, 103 yards, continues to be a touchdown machine as he racks in two. Um, Chris Godwin, good to see him healthy, seven catches for 59 yards. Leonard Fournette got a receiving touchdown, but Tampa Bay only ran the ball six times. Uh, Rashad White three times, Leonard Fournette three times for negative three yards, so not the best rushing night for the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're really going to have to get that going if they want to continue to win football games. They're doing two right now, though, in a really poor division with the Panthers, the Saints, and um, the Falcons. So they should still take down this division. They are the best team in their division. Um, but if they want to continue to push forward, they're going to have to get some sort of run game going. Um, as for the Rams and the 49ers, I have it over here, uh, the Rams down seven to three right now, but who knows this game could go anywhere. Is the regular season heck still there? Did the Rams break the curse in the off season or in the postseason? Um so quickly we'll run through predictions and then we'll let you guys enjoy Monday night football the rest of the night. Um Colts and Broncos play on Thursday night. Both these teams just lost their number one running back. So it'd be interesting. I don't like either of these teams per se. Um Broncos offense has been flat. Matt Ryan's been toner over the ball at a, a really bad rate. Um, so give me the Broncos to squeak it out. I don't think they're going to score a ton of points, but I don't think the Colts are going to score a ton of points either. Um, maybe a, another 20 to 17 game for the Broncos. Um, but I think the Broncos can squeak this one out at home. Packers take on the Giants in London. Packers are obviously the better team. The Giants um, have a great playmaker in Saquon Barkley, but they are banged up really bad in this in the wide receiver room. And Kenny Galladay has 74 million reasons not to catch the ball, apparently. And Daniel Jones is banged up. Tyrod Taylor's banged up. I don't even know who they're going to run out there on Sunday, so we'll see. But give me the Packers. Um, Devin also has the Broncos and the Packers. We're pretty much even on all our picks this week, except for one. 
like the Lions and the Patriots. Um, if Bailey Zappi is going to be the quarterback for the Patriots, yes, I know the Lions defense is really bad. I don't expect Bailey Zappi to light him up. So give us the Lions in that one. Number one scoring offense. Uh, come on, Dan Campbell, you can do it. Chargers and Browns. Chargers um, for both of us. The Chargers are just a better team. As long as Jacoby Brissett is still the quarterback of the Browns, it'll be tough to pick him against uh, an over 500 team. I know the Chargers are two and two, but uh, a team that feels like they should be over 500 or at least are a really good team. So we'll take the Chargers. Texas and Jaguars. Jaguars are on the up and up. The Texans are not a divisional game. Jaguars at home. The Jaguars should really feast on this one for sure. Houston has one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. So James Robinson, Travis Etienne should have a really good game there. Falcons and Bucks. Bucks. Marcus Mariota had a terrible game against the Browns. Cordero Patterson is out on the IR now. So who knows who's going to be running the ball? Probably Tyler Allegier. Uh, but that's just not going to be enough. This Bucks defense is still good, um, except against Patrick Mahomes. But the Bucks should easily squeak this one out. Easily squeak. They should just easily win. They're not going to squeak it out. Uh, Bills and Sealers. It, it feels like the same with the Patriots. Um, they're going to throw out Kenny Pickett, and Kenny Pickett's going to try his best but against one of the best teams in the AFC. The Bills should beat this one out pretty well. Dolphins and Jets. I know Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the quarterback for the Dolphins on Sunday, but this Dolphins defense is still really good. Zach Wilson does have a tendency to turn the ball over. I just don't think the Jets have enough to get through the Dolphins quite yet. If the Jets were to squeak this one out, it would not surprise me because of the struggles that um, Teddy Bridgewater might have, but he has playmakers like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, so the Dolphins should be able to win this one. Bears and Vikings, it's got to be the Vikings. They're just a better team in the division. They're on the up and up. They've got Kevin O'Connell's offense trying to bring Justin Jefferson to the top like he is. Dalvin Cook's got to get going, but the Bears just don't really have a lot going for them right now. Yeah, they're 2-2, two and two, but... It just they, they still feel like a one and three own fourteen. They just haven't really looked good in any of their games that they've played for the most part. Um, Titans and Commanders. The Titans should run all over the Commanders. If the Commanders find a way to have a good defense, maybe they can squeak out this game. But I have, I think they're going to give up a lot of run, uh, a lot of yards to Derrick Henry. I think it's going to be a beat down for sure. The Commanders just. Like I said earlier, Carson Wentz isn't it, and it's just not going well with the Commanders right now. So the Titans should be able to win this game for sure. They need it. They need to take hold of this division and on the up and up while the other teams are down right now. Um, Jacksonville also might be three at the end of this week, though, so we'll see how that goes. The AFC South is getting really interesting. Seahawks and Saints. Devin's taking the Seahawks. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints. Even if Jameis Winston doesn't play, even if Michael Thomas doesn't play, I feel like Kamara should play. Maybe Jameis Winston plays. But Seahawks defense is really, really bad. Um, and Geno is really suspect to have a really bad game. I mean, yeah, he had a great game against the worst defense in the league. That's all great and all. But the Seahawks just don't do anything for me. They're a 2-2 two and two team that feels like they should be 1-3. and 0-4, uh, honestly. Um, I just don't think they're that great of a team right now. Uh, Niners and Panthers, we're both taking the Niners. As long as Baker Mayfield is the quarterback and as long as Matt Rule is the head coach, I will not pick the Carolina Panthers to win a football game. Even if the Niners here were to get their assets kicked by the Los Angeles Rams, 
Um, the Niners should beat the Panthers even in Carolina. Eagles Cardinals. This is probably like close to game of the week for me outside of Sunday night football. Um, should be a great game. I think Kyler is going to make a lot of great plays to try and keep his team in it. He's still without DeAndre Hopkins, so it's still kind of hard to get the passing game going. Ron, Rondale Moore is healthy, so we'll see how that goes for them. Zach Ertz is having a good game, so maybe it's or having a good year, so maybe Zach Ertz has a revenge game. But I think the Eagles move to five and now. I think they're just rolling right now. Uh, Cowboys Rams. Even if Dak Prescott were to come back for this game, I think the Rams defense is just too good for the Cowboys to overcome right now. Uh, Matt Stafford would have to turn over the ball at a really high rate for the Cowboys to take this game. And I don't think Cooper rushes just enough is going to be just enough against the defending champs. So I think the Cowboys dropped this one. I think they moved to three and two. I think they're going to be just fine where they are. They, It's not going to take a whole lot to be a wild card in the NFC, it seems like. So I think losing to the Rams is not that big of a deal. If Cooper Rush beats the Rams, that'll be great. I'll be ecstatic. I'll love it. But I just don't think it's going to happen. I can't pick the Cowboys to win this game. They're just not firing all cylinders. And Dak, if it were Dak Prescott's first week back, I feel like we'd be in a weird spot of, is he right? And this and that. We have Michael Gallup back, so we have a better wide receiver core now. But it's just, I don't, every aspect of the game, it seems like it leans towards the Rams. Uh, Bengals and Ravens. Boy, what a game. Uh, Bengals thrashed the Ravens last year. Um, an injury rattled Ravens, but nonetheless bashed them. Uh, this is for the lead in the NFC or in the AFC North. Um, I feel like the Browns are going to lose their game. Obviously, if the Steelers win, they'd be two and three, so it wouldn't matter anyway. So this is for the lead in the AFC North. Um, we both have the Ravens. This is going to be a insanely good game, I believe. Hopefully, it's on prime time. We've been needing good prime time game for a while. Um, so. Give us the Ravens, and we'll see what happens. We'll see how much Lamar needs to get paid more. Uh, Monday Night Football, Chiefs-Raiders. It's the Chiefs. If we saw what Patrick Mahomes did to the Buccaneers' defense, what is he going to do to the Raiders' defense that he hasn't already done before? He's absolutely thrashed that defense for years, and he's going to continue to do so. So give us the Chiefs. Okay. Um, That's going to be it for me, um, everyone. So, again, appreciate you watching just me hang out for a little bit. Um, if you, if you miss Devin, uh, he might be back next week. We'll see. Um, but thanks for watching as always. Um, like I said, keep Devin in your person tonight. Um, we're thinking about your brother. So everyone have a wonderful night. Enjoy football this, this Thursday, enjoy football tonight and have a great night, everyone. Peace.